Okay, Tovin, welcome back to our ongoing discussion and study of Daf Yomi. We are now on a new Mishnah, on Daf Haftalat Amudbet, at the very bottom of the page. And this Mishnah indicates uh, that there are certain practices that are only done by the direct relatives of the mate, which leads to a, um, a very big dispute among the Rishonim, the Rambam, in his parish Mishnayot, as is printed at the very top of the, of the handout. Uh, indicates that this Mishnah is referring to practices during Chol HaMoed. In other words, that the direct mourners, the seven relatives who could be mourning, do these practices on Chol HaMoed. Another person who hears about a death may not do these practices and violate Chol HaMoed, but this has nothing to do with regular practice during the week. Uh, this is a little bit difficult in light of the uh, sugya, as we will see this morning. And therefore, underneath the Rambam, I uh, copied the... Uh, the Chidushia Ritva, the Ritva, along with many, many other Rishonim, uh, understand, both based on the Sugi here and based on the Sugi in the Rishalmi, that this uh, Mishnah is referring to any time, not Cholamoid, but if uh, one hears about the death of somebody, uh, he is not allowed to engage in these practices unless he is a mourner, and then we will immediately find that there are some extensions, not really exceptions, to this rule. So the Mishnah says, "Ein karina ve'lochotzin ve'ein mavrin ela kovav shomet." So it means "ein karina" means you don't do kriya. "Elochotzin" is again to remove this shoulder piece from the garment, and "ein mavrin" means really this is a sort of a, a transitive verb that we don't deliver food to others than the kovav shomet, meaning that the the avelim themselves are not allowed to prepare their own food. And as we saw earlier on, there is a notion of Havra'ah, Yom Rishon's, uh, in the, the, the Dean of the Gemara, is that it's uh, any time during the first day that meal was brought to them. And the people who are coming to bring the food themselves have to sit on an upright bed. They cannot sit low. So there seems to be a very strong delineation here which limits practices of Avelut to the direct mourners and not to anybody else who may feel sad and may want to show solidarity, etc., but we will see that this is not so simple. So the Gemara immediately says, "Vafilu chacham." But even if a chacham, if a uh, if a great scholar passes away, then other people cannot engage besides direct relatives cannot engage in these practices. We have a brayter that says, "When a chacham dies, everyone is his relative." When everybody suddenly becomes related to him, el akol kikrovav, meaning everyone is judged as, as to be a relative, meaning, HaKol Korin Alav, everybody tears their garments for him, HaKol Chotzin Alav, everybody reduces the, uh, the uh, lowers the shoulder piece, HaKol Mavrin Alav Bar Now, they can't come to each other's homes because you can't leave your home based on that principle, so they all meet in the, in the street and they all bring each other food. So, in other words, everybody behaves as an Avel. So, Lo Tzrich Alav Chachamu, go to our mission, talk about a case where it's a regular person, not a great scholar. The Adam Kasher, who, what if he's an upright person, not a great scholar, but a very honest, special, uh, upright person? You're, you're obligated to tear your garments when you hear that he's passed away. The time you have a bright that says, Why does a person's children, Lo Aleinu, pass away when they are young? Now, the, the direct phrasing of this is just so bizarre that we have to fix it, but the translation is in order that he should mourn. For a good person, what you're taking a, a guarantor for him, and they're just saying, let's train you to, to mourn. We'll start by taking your kids. It doesn't make sense. 
In other words, it's a punishment. It's not a, a training, but it's a punishment because he did not mourn for the loss of a of a good person. Anyone who mourns and cries for the loss of a good person is immediately forgiven because of the of the honor that he shows him. Uh, of course, the notion here is that someone has to be uh, sensitive to the fact that the loss of a good person uh, really hurts his world and the community, etc., and should be and should be mourning for that loss. Good. So now, Dalavadam Kasherhu. So, all right, our Mishnah is talking about somebody who's not a specially upright person, uh, not a bad person, just not distinguished in that way, and not a chacham. But there's a third example of where there would be somebody who's not a chacham and not an am kasher and you're not related to that you would still tar kriya for, and that is if you are present at the point of death. If you're standing in the presence of someone when they die, you have to tear kriya. What you're seeing is the death of a Jewish person, just like a sefer Torah that's being burned, you have to tear kriya. And we're going to get to that a little bit later. Shechayav likroa. So the answer is, So good, so our Mishnah now must be referring to somebody who's not a Chacham, who is not an Adam Kasher, and that you weren't present when he died. In that case, you're not allowed to do Kriya. Now, a story. We're now going to have several stories about the deaths of famous people. We'll see how it plays out. The Rabbanan, the students, did not tear Kriya. Amri We didn't learn from him, so therefore he might be a chacham, but he wasn't our rabbi. Amri lo abaye. What did Abaye say? Mitanya harav shemeit, chacham shemeit tanya. The the brayta doesn't say that it is uh, a rabbi, your rabbi who dies. The brayta says a chacham. Ve'od kol yom shematzed b'fumim ve'bet midrash. And besides, you forget we're quoting him all the time in the Beit midrash, so we are learning from him. So sover mada havi havi. So the Rabbanon thought, well, I guess we should have turned Kriya, but it's too late. So we have a Brayta that says that when a Chacham passes away, you can do Kriya any time during the any eulogy. You know, it doesn't have to be at the first moment that Yuri passed away. So they thought they should tear right away as soon as the Abaya pointed out to them that they still could. He said, no, the great honor for the Chacham is during the eulogy for him, and therefore that's when you should tear Kriya. Good, next story. Kinach Nafshei de Rav Huna. Rav Huna passed away. Rav Huna, of course, in Bavel, passed away. We have several stories that happened. First thing is, they wanted to put a Sefer Torah on his bed where he, where he lay, out of Kovod. Rav Chista's younger colleague said, something that he himself would not have accepted in his own life, now we're going to do it to him while he's dead. The Amar of Tachlifa, of Tachlifa said, "Ana chazita the Rav Huna. I saw Rav Huna. The boy the mate of a poor. He wanted to sit on a bed. I mamalach sefer Torah He thought there was a sefer Torah sitting on the bed. The chaf kada ara v'otiv sefer Torah ilave. So he took a jug and turned it over on the ground and put the sefer Torah on the jug and then sat on the bed because he felt it's inappropriate to sit on a bed with a sefer Torah." So how are you going to put a Sefer Torah on the same bed where he is now, dead? Good. So now, second problem. The bed that Rav Huna was on could not make it out the door of the house. So they thought they would lift it out through some sort of a window and rooftops to get it out. Rav Chista again spoke up. We learned from Rav Huna himself. 
Chacham Kvodo Derech Petach. The honor for the Chacham is by taking him out properly through the door. So they thought maybe another solution is to pick him up and take him out and put him on another bed because he would fit out, the bed wouldn't fit out. We learned from Ravuna a third thing. The kavod of the Chacham is to take him out in the same bed that he died in, in the first bed. Now where do we get that from? So, um, the, this is the story of David bringing the Aron HaKodesh up to, uh, up to Yerushalayim. It says that they brought it up in Agala Chadasha, in a new Agala. Now Rashi points out that the Agala Chadasha means the same wagon that the Plishtim sent with the Aron when they sent it back, and uh, this is in Shmuel Aleph, Perak Vav, and ends up in the beginning of Perak Zion, where they sent it up to Beit Shemesh, and Beit Shemesh then sent it further up to Kiryat Yarim, and it sat there for a long time, for 20 years, until David finally brought it to Yerushalayim. But it's a little bit difficult to translate Agalah Harasha as that same wagon, and they kept it in the same wagon, because after all, uh, first of all, it says Harasha, it's a new wagon. And second of all, is the text in Shmuel Aleph Perak Vav, says that as soon as the wagon arrived, the people chopped up the wood from the, uh, from the wagon, I believe they chopped up the wood from the wagon, in order to make a... Um, in order to make a fire to burn a corbin of the two cows that were uh, that were leading the wagon. So the simplest way to read it, I believe, is Agalah HaRashah, is that David made a new wagon to bring it, but the only reason he had to make a new wagon was because there was no other wagon. In other words, the ideal would be to keep it in the original place that it was. You couldn't do that, so you make a new one. But in any case, that was the halacha, that is the halacha, that a chacham should be brought out in the original bed. So what do they do? They can't take him out some other way. They can't switch beds. So Parus Baba, they broke through the doorway. Now the Hespadim began, the eulogies. Rabbi Abba turned around and said, Rav Huna, our teacher, should have had the Shechina, divine presence resting with him. But the fact he lived in Bavel kept that from happening. The notion being, the Shechina cannot rest with somebody who's outside of Israel. So of course, there's got to be somebody who challenges even a Hespad. He challenged him. We would hope that he challenged him quietly later. Look at the second pasuk. It says that Hashem spoke to Yechezkel in uh, in uh, Mesopotamia. In other words, there's even prophecy outside of Israel. So So his father, Rav Chista, in other words, would say, Rabbi Chista, who was, uh, or, um, or, either way, Rav Chista, who was, of course, a close chaver with Rav Huna and felt very strongly at this point, uh, took his uh, shoe and he hit him. Didn't I tell you not to bother people? Evidently, he did speak up in the middle of the aspect. And then he just said, by the way, my hayo, why does it say hayo haya? In other words, God's word he had come, had come to Yechezkel, meaning that Yechezkel had already had Nevuan Eretz Israel somehow, and therefore he was able to continue having Nevuan Bavel. This is a very famous piece that Kuzari builds on in his Ma'amar Sheni, starting in paragraph 20. It's interesting to take a look. So now is the bed came to Eretz Yisrael to Ariel. Amrule the Rabbi Ami or the Rabbi Asi. Rabbi Ami and Rabbi Asi, who were the big Kohanim Chashuvim of Eretz Yisrael, and they were people who showed great deference to Ravuna in his life. What they told him, Ravuna Ate, they said, Ravuna's coming. They didn't say Ravuna Azal, Ravuna's coming. Amru Kiavin and Hatam lo Havilam Lidvui Ereshin Mine. When we were there, we couldn't even look up at him. In other words, uh, he, we were in such awe of him. 
Now he's coming after us. Why is he coming here? Amrulay Arun Oba. Then they clarified. They said, no, he's not coming. His casket is coming. He was he's dead. They went out to greet it. Of course, not to get too close to Quran, but they went out to greet the Aron. Other rabbis didn't go out to greet the Aron. Another version is, Rabbi Amin and Rabbi Asi aren't in the parsha because they're Kohanim, but Rabbi Yil and Rabbi Hanina, one went out, and Rabbi Hanina did not go out. Now, why? what's the reason for the guy who did go out to greet the Aron? If a casket carrying a body goes from place to place, you stand, you make the road that walks between, and you say the proper recitations. Now, so now we understand why Rabbi Elam or Rabbi Amr Ravasi went out to greet the Aaron. So now, why didn't Rabbi Hanina go out to greet the Aaron? So we got a brighter that says you don't go out. So now, Kasha and Adadi, we obviously have a conflict between these brightos. So, Lokasha, Kasha Shildok Kayemet, Kasha Shildok Kayemet. Depends on how much is left of the body when the casket is coming. Right? And if the shellet, if the basic uh, framework of the body is still there, then, then you do stand up. Now, Rav Huna, Shildo Rav Huna, indeed, was still around. And the one who didn't go out, whether it's Rav Hanina only or Rav Hanina Ravila, didn't go out to greet it. They didn't know that the body was still around. They thought, oh, this is in a casket. It's been for a while. And therefore, they didn't go out. So then they asked the question, where, we should, where should we bury him? Both of them, Rav Huna and Rav Chia, who had been deceased for a little while, this is in the, uh, in the 3rd century, uh, late 3rd century, um, both of them generated and, and uh, propagated much Torah Israel, famous Torah of Maisid Rav Chia, Gdoli Maisid Rav Chia, they taught much Torah in Israel, Man Ma'ayole, right, so they should, uh, sorry, so, um, so they agree that they should bury Rav Huna next to Rav Chia. So Man Ma'ayole, who will bring him in? Who will bring the body into the catacomb? Rav Chagan, Ana Ma'ayole, I'll do it. So Kanta the Talmudoi, Ki Avena Bar Tmane, Sari Shnin, Velochazi the Keri. I uh, mastered the Talmud when I was 18, and I haven't seen a Keri since. Umashvalei Kamei, Viyade Bo'uvade. Right? And, um, uh, and um, I was uh, I was a student before Rav Huna, and I know how great Rav Huna was. All right, and as an example, what do I know about him? One story that will tell. One day, his tefillin strap turned inside out. He fasted 40 fasts for that. So I know how great a person he is. So I was a master of Talmud myself, and I studied with him, and I know how great he is. So I lay, so he brought the bed in. So Ravuna's own sons, um, um, I'm sorry, the sons of Rabbi Chia were lying there on the two sides of Rabbi Chia himself. Uh, they were already, that's where they were buried. Amalei Yehuda lechizkia. So Yehuda said to Chizkia, Kumi duchtach, to have orach aradikayim Ravuna, it's, uh, they say, he said, get up, uh, because it's uh, inappropriate that Ravuna should be standing. And when uh, he stood up, a pillar of fire stood up with him. This is dead. 
Chazi Rav Chagas, Rav Chagas saw this, Evit, Zokfei Laronei Venafak. Rav Chagas saw this pillar of fire, got very scared, picked the Aron up, and ran out. Right? And so therefore then he came back in and buried him. And by the way, the reason that he was not punished was because at least he took the time to set the casket up properly before he ran out. And so therefore he was not punished for being close to this uh, heavenly fire. Good. The same story. They wanted to put a Sefer Torah on his bed. Something that his Rebbe Ravuna would not do. So the students thought they should never sew up their their rent garments. When unlike parents that you never rent, you never uh, mend it, and you only partially mend it after shloshim. When it comes to a chacham that dies in terakriya, as soon as the bed is out of your presence and you turn your back on it, then you can fix it already. When these two Chachamim, Rabbi Barhuna and Rav Hamnuna, passed away in Babel, they took them up to Eretz Yisrael. When they came to a bridge, which is evidently not wide enough for both bodies to go through at the same time, the, uh, the animals uh, stopped. So an Arab said, My high, what's going on? You know what it is? The rabbis are showing honor for each other. These rabbis who are deceased are showing honor for each other, insisting the other one go first. And so therefore the animals are stopped. Mar, 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 neo, beresha. Mar, mar, neo, mar, neo, beresha. Each one is saying, you go first. Martino, the rabbi barhuna, leo, beresha. Right? So uh, the, the dean should be that rabbi barhuna should indeed uh, go first. Uh, because he's the son of uh, Ravuna, of the great Ravuna we just uh, learned about. Khalif Gamle de Rabba Barhuna. So Rabba Barhuna's animals started walking ahead. Notur Kache Vishine de Utayaya. Suddenly that Arab's teeth fell out. Patachalehuya Nuka, a little kid said, Gizai Yishishim Alan Ravelvi Mose from Mohamot, Katviki Bodu Khalu, the Rod Peshot Vishavra Bamishinar, Katsaf Al Olamo, Mohamas, the men on the Fashot, Samachem Kehala Hadasha. So a little kid came out and said this whole um, eulogy um, that, uh, that, uh, that Rav has come with this book of Melchamot, of Melchamot Hashem, etc. It's a beautiful eulogy for the Chachamim who came. When Ravina passed away, a eulogizer opened up and said, Tamarim ha'niu rosh al-tzadik katamar. Date trees. These are, of course, not psukim. These are, uh, these are eulogies made up by the rabbis. The, the date trees should bend their heads for a tzaddik who is like a date tree. Tzaddik We should make our days as nights. In other words, uh, uh, morning for the one who made his nights as days studying. So he said to Bar what did you say? He was a eulogizer. Marle, amen, I said, Famous uh, adage. If a fire is consumed, the uh, the cedars, what is the moss on the walls going to do? In other words, if the great ones have passed away, what are we going to do? If the Leviathan uh, cannot use its palate, what are the little fish going to do? Right, again, if a mighty stream is not working, what are the little streams going to do? 
Amar le baravin, chatz v'shalom nechakav v'shalhem de v'tzadikei amena. So he said, God forbid that you should use such parables when you're talking about tzadikim. Umayamart, what did you really say? Amina, v'chul avelim v'lola aveda. Cry for the mourners and not for the lost. Right? In other words, the, the one who's lost, she'ilim nuchav anulanacha. He is at rest and we're in pain. Chalash date alayu. Vitapuch karayu. So they became very sad when they heard this, and uh, and their feet turned, um, uh, their their legs kind of turned. So as a result of hearing this very painful thing, that's so what said in Masachet Yivamot that neither Bar Kipok nor Bar nor Bar Avin can properly perform chalitza because their, their, their feet are all messed up. These are two Saftani who said things that were evidently inappropriate. When Rava would, came to the Tigris, he said to Baravin, Say something. Right, so when they came to the... Um, uh, they, when they came to the um, uh, to the Tigris and they were afraid of the Tigris overflowing, this is what he had him get up and say. He said, the Rosh Lishit, referring to Am Yisrael, has come uh, under water, remember us, right, and, uh, and, and don't, um, don't avoid, don't abandon us as the sign from Marah. Chanin Yochanan Zeira Abba Yaakov Yossi Shmuel Chia Menachet. Good, that's the Sima. Rabbi Hanin Chatne de Venasiyah. Good. Rabbi Hanin was a uh, son in law of the Venasi. Loka Havule Bani. He didn't have any children. Ba Rachmi Vahavule. Davin that he should have kids. Ahu Yoma de Havile Nach Nafshe. And the day that his child was born, he died. Patachaleu Saftanus, what Yulajaja said, Simchal Tugan Nefcha. Happiness is turned to sadness. Hason Viagon Nidbaku. Beit Simchaton Nenach. Beit Haninato Avad Hanino. So I'll play on words about how the day of the, the day that he was finally given something, he was taken away. So they called the kid Hanan on his father's name. Now, when Rabbi Yochanan died, this is as bad as the sun setting at midday. The Pasuk and Amos is Pasuk number two, sorry, Pasuk number three on the page. Um, this is referring to the day that Yoshiahu was killed in Megiddo, um, and uh, and it was where our son was snuffed out. Rabbi practiced a total That he was doing on his own. It's not a proper psak. Even your own rebbe, you only have one day of avilut. This is a famous Gemara. We saw it in Megillah a couple weeks ago. Eretz Shinar Haravi Yalda. Mesopotamia gave birth to this child. Eretz Tzvi Gidlash Ashua, but Eretz Tzvi, Eretz Yisrael, raised her. Oy Nala Amra Rakat Ki Ibda Klei Chemdata. Rakat, which may be Tveria, should weep because its precious jewels are lost. Kinachnaf Shid Rabbi Avau. Is Rabbi Avahu of Kesaria. Achito amude de Kasri Maya. So the the pillars of Kesaria filled with water. Rabbi Yossi, when Rabbi Yossi died, Shafu Marzavet Sipora Dama. All the rain spouts in Sipori, his town, were filled with 
blood. Biyakov itchamiu kochvei biyamama. The stars are shown during the day. The biyasi yaku kol ilanai. All the trees are fruit. Rabbi Chia nechitu kefei denura mirakia. When Rabbi Chia passed away, um, the um, there were rock fire that came out of heaven. Uh Rabbi Menachem Rabbi Yosi Yishtau Tzalmanayu Vahavu Lamech Latzaya. So what happened when he passed away? The uh, all of the statues lost their faces. They become like they became like flat. All the andartaot, which are the, so the, the commemorative statues, got cut down. Seventy tunnels got somehow burrowed in Ardea. Again, hailstones came down from heaven. The banks of the Euphrates kissed each other when Rabbi and Rabbi Yosef passed away. By Varavu, when they passed away, they showed Kefir the Diglat Adadi. The banks of the Tigris kissed each other. In other words, the banks came together. Nafshed Rabbi Mishashaya Taun Dikli Shetzi. That the 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 palm trees all suddenly had uh, had thorns on them instead of palms, instead of dates. Uh, these are all, of course, very. Uh, each one of these is worth a lot of analysis uh, to understand why that particular Chacham at his death, the the uh, result was that. That's more than uh, the form that our form can, can absorb. Now, we get to a writer about Kraim She'en Mit'achin. A rip that somebody is obligated to do in their clothes that is never, never re-sung. For parents, for your Revi, for Nasi, the head of the Sanhedrin, for Al-Beitin, the second, for catastrophic news, for if you hear God's name being disparaged or cursed, we Sefer Torah Nisraf, a public burning of the Torah. You see a burning of the Torah. We Yehuda, if you see the cities of Judea in their destruction, we Mikdash, if you see the place of the Mikdash, we Yerushalayim, in the destroyed city of Yerushalayim. Korea Mikdash Mosif Al Yerushalayim, and the way you do it is you you tear for the Mikdash, and then you add to that tear for Yerushalayim. We in the next podcast we will get to the details about the last few items. We'll start for the first few. How do I know that you tear for your parents and for your Rebbe and don't ever, ever uh, uh, mend them? When Elisha saw Eliyahu go up to heaven, which, as far as Elisha is concerned, was his death, he said, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel. What's that? That's an allusion to his parents. Rechav Yisrael Farashav. Chariot of Israel, Zerabosh the Midot Torah. Now, my mashma, how do we get Rechev, chariot, to be as your Rabbi? Can a Matagam of Yosef, Rabbi, Rabbi, the Tavon, the Israel, but Slute, Yartichi, Nufarashin? That the Targum uh, of that passage is my teacher, my teacher, who was as good for Israel as chariots, good in his tefillah. How do we know that we never mend these? What did Elisha do? He grabbed his clothes and he tore them into two tears. This we already saw. If it says he tore them, obviously it's into two. What it teaches is they were always two, meaning they remained two forever. So he asked Rabbi Yochanan, but Eliyahu was alive. Why was Elisha tearing? Since Elisha never saw him again, as the Pasuk says, 
Therefore, it's like death. Good. And how do we know the next three items on the list, which are the Abedin, the Nasi, the Abedin, and bad news? This is when David hears about the death of Shaul and Yonatan and the defeat up on Harak Yoboa in the beginning of Shmuel Bet. He tore his clothes and they fasted till the end of the day. Al Shaul one vi al Yonatan vino vi al Am Adonai vi al Beit Yisrael kina flu b'charet for Shaul and for Yonatan and for Am Yisrael Am Hashem and for all of the house of Israel that that uh, fell in war. Shaul zenasi Shaul was the king so he's the nasi. Yonatan zav Beitin he was the crown prince so he's considered here parallel to the av Beitin. Al Am Adonai vi al Beit Yisrael what's that Elushmo Tarot the bad news we lost the war. So maybe you have to have the death of the Nasi and the Abetin and Shemot Ra'ot in order to tear. After all, David tore only once. Every time it says for this and for that, for Shaul and for Yonatan, etc., that means that each one of them is worthy of Kriya. Since when do you tear Kriya when you hear bad news? They came and told Shemot, Tracer Alpha Kesari. Shavur Malka, the Sasanian king, um, killed 12,000 Jews in this particular place, for Lokar Ashmuel didn't tear Kriya. And that's only when the entire community is uh, at stake. Just like the story of Shavur and Yonatan. Parenthetically, we asked since when did the Sasanian king Shavur kill Jews? He wasn't necessarily a great lover of Jews, but he was certainly afraid of them, and his mother had a particularly fond uh, attitude towards the Jews. <laughs> he said to Shmuel himself, I should get a bracha because I never killed a Jew. So The answer is those Jews kind of brought it on themselves. To the sound of the strings, of the harp strings, in Mezigar Kesari, the city of Ludkia's wall fell down. In other words, the Jews were rebelling. They were evidently joining the Romans in a rebellion, uh, or trying to front a Roman re- re- attack on the Sasanians, and uh, as a result of that, um, the the city fell. Good. And how do we know if we hear God's name being disparaged? This is a scene towards the end of Malachim, Malachim Bet Perak Yudzayin when Rav Shakei in the year 701, when the Rav Shakei, the general of Sanchiriv's army, comes to Shalayim and threatens the entire city, and uh, says, don't, you're relying on your king, you're relying on God, he hasn't done anything for you, etc., which is quite a disparaging statement. So the people came to report to Chizkiah what happened, and they, to, their garments were rent. So whether you hear God's name being disparaged, or you hear about it from somebody, you have to tell but the witnesses who heard it once in Torquia, when they testify in Beitin and say if they don't have to Torquia again, because they already heard Tor when they heard. What do we care if they heard it then? They're hearing it again now when they say it. Because what happened is that these three uh, leaders came to Chizkiyahu and told them what happened, and then Chizkiyahu tore his garments. They didn't tear again. So you see that when you report about it, you don't have to tear again, even though you're hearing it when you're saying it. And how do we know that we never 
stitch these up. We talk about parents and your Rebbe. How do we know? And how do we know? Because the same word Kriya appears in the case of of David, which is the second step of three, and the case of Birkat Hashem, the last one, and that all ties into the first three, which said Shnaim Kareem, which means they're always going to be two separate ones. The last piece that we're going to take a look at is Sefer Torah Shnisraf Benal, and how do we know if a Sefer Torah is burnt, we have to tear Kriya. Now this pasuk itself is is kind of strange, and therefore we want to figure out what's going on. Uh, but what what happened is that the the, the scroll that Yumiyahu had written got thrown into a into a fire. So this is the times of Yehoiakim, who was the king after Yoshiahu. Yehoiakim wrote Echa. So he said, what does it say? It says, the city of Yerushalayim is sitting lonely, like a, like a, uh, like a widow. He said, ah, what are you talking about? I'm a king, and, uh, and, and uh, so it doesn't bother me. Right? She weeps at night. I'm a king. Yehuda has gone into into, uh, into exile. Anamalka, I'm a king. The ways that Sion are mournful, nobody's going there. Anamalka. Then he says, her enemies have become in charge. Who said this? Why? What's the rest of that pasuke? It says, pasuke? That it says, because Hashem has become very sad because of all of her sins. What did Yehoiakim do? He took the Megillah, and he took every mention of Hashem, and he burned them up. It says in the Pasuk number 10 on the page, the people around him were not scared, and they did not tear their clothes. They should have torn their clothes, because they saw Shemot getting burned up. Maybe it was not because of the burning of the Torah, but because of the bad news that was in the Megillah. There was no bad news yet. It was prophecy. So they, was being, they, they were tearing their clothes because, they should have torn their clothes because of the burning of the Sefer. If you see a Sefer Torah torn up, there are two Kriyot. One because of the parchment and one because of the letters. Right, because uh, it says after in the last pasuk on the page after the king burnt the Megillah and the words. Right, the Megillah referring to the parchment. They were sitting in front of Rabbi Abba. They wanted to leave. So he took his totafot uh, and he put it on the pillow. Right, a particular kind of an animal. Um, Came and wanted to eat it up. Um, uh, it's a batayana. It was a kind of bird that wanted to eat it up, swallow it up. Amar hashta kriot. So now, had that happened, I would be chayiv to tell two kriot had it eaten up its fillet. They said, uh, how do you know that? I asked the same question in a case like this, and he didn't know. said, it's not true that you always have to tear two Kriyot when such a thing happens. That's only if a Tzavetor is, is torn up violently by an enemy, 
um, just like the story with the King Yehoiakim burning it. But if it's torn inadvertently or an animal comes and takes it, then there is no Kriya to do. The Kriya is not for the loss of the Sefer, but for the violence done against Shem Hashem. Everyone should have a wonderful day. And Demir Hashem, the next podcast uh, will be available after Shabbat. And the final podcast, as promised, on Masachet Moed Katan will be available on the 14th of Nisan on Monday. Uh, Shabbat Shalom.